hang on and be the last one standing. If you're going through a tough time right now, you're running a business and things are just not going your way, I got a little bit of inspiration for you today that might put a hop in your step. Stay tuned. Welcome to this week's edition of Dylan's Podcast. I am Dylan, Dylan Gallagher, and this is my podcast where I get to share some thoughts and opinions and some insights about the things that I'm learning and talking about with other entrepreneurs that are running businesses. And the intent of this podcast is to provide you with some practical advice that you can put to work right away. I'm not a motivational speaker, not a business coach, just a guy trying to help entrepreneurs get a little further down the road to take advantage of their opportunities to work through their problems and ultimately help them fix, fund, and grow their business. And I spend my days working with entrepreneurs and come across a whole series of, of issues and challenges and opportunities. And this weekly podcast is my opportunity to pick a title, to strain it out a little bit, pull some threads from it, in hopes that you, the entrepreneur, can benefit from it because as an entrepreneur, I know that there's not a lot of spots for you to get some practical, tactical advice and information. And so my hope is that this uh, does that for you. It either puts a stone in your shoe and causes you to be annoyed and frustrated so that you go and do something different, or it encourages you and inspires you to keep going and to not throw in the towel it's already hard enough running a business. The statistics are working against you. 50% of businesses will have failed by their fifth year. And so if you're on your way to the fifth year mark, you should know that. And if you're past the fifth year mark, you should know that too. And so uh, hopefully what you hear on this podcast is helpful and meaningful and gives you the opportunity to think about things that you may not be thinking about in the course of your normal day, or you are thinking about it and it'll be refreshing to know that you're not alone and that there are other people that share your concerns or your thoughts. And, uh, and that's it. So for the next couple minutes, I am going to be talking about what it means to survive in a tough, tough market and kind of what, what mindset I use, because I've been in a couple tough markets, happen to be in one right now with one particular business. And so uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about. But before I do that, I want to say thank you to everyone who listens who provides feedback, who sends me comments and questions. Big shout out this week to Scott, Scott and Rhonda. I was chatting with Scott this afternoon and um, he's been working, him and Rhonda have both been working on their business and it looks like uh, in their voice, I can hear that life is going to work out just fine for them. And so uh, Scott, thanks for um, supporting the podcast and for letting me know what you think and for giving me some ideas on future podcast episodes based on the things that you're learning that you've said you think other entrepreneurs can learn from. So that's very, very awesome and cool, and I'm very grateful for it. Today's topic, hang on, and be the last one standing, is, uh, is a philosophy that I have rightly or wrongly adopted to try and get through tough moments in a business when you feel like the bottom is falling out and you just can't figure out where the bottom is, and every day it feels like you're catching knives. And so kind of here's the here's my my thesis, or here's my, my thoughts on what happens in a tough market. So first of all, in the, every single market, certainly in, in, in a capitalist society like the one that we live in, socialist, capitalist, a little bit of both, however you want to carve it up, the point is there are businesses, there are entrepreneurs that put people and resources together 
so that um, a business, which is what that combination is, so that a business can provide a solution to a problem that the market is facing. And so in any given marketplace, there are lots of problems being solved by lots of entrepreneurs with businesses who are providing the solutions, whether that's an entrepreneur running a, uh, running a, uh, is a hairstylist cutting people's hair all the way through to a manufacturing company that is producing a widget or a product that the marketplace is, uh, is in need of, or a lawyer or an accounting firm or a mortgage broker, or a realtor. So it doesn't matter. There are, are problems in the marketplace that businesses are providing solutions for. And so I share that as the backdrop because the first question you have to ask yourself when you get into a tough market and it looks like the bottom is falling out is you first have to say to yourself, okay, what, what's the product or the service that we provide? What problem is our business solving in the marketplace? And sometimes it takes a little while to be able to articulate that uh, really well. But once you have figured that out, then the next thing that you have to decide is, okay, so we are one provider of this solution in the marketplace. And it appears that there are many providers of this solution in the marketplace. And so, and so what you do is you take, if you don't know who your competitors are, then you take some time to make a list of all your competitors and then you rank them and you say, okay, not everyone's going to make it. Okay. There's only so much business to go around right now because the market has tightened up. Times have gotten tougher. Consumer behaviors have changed, whatever the reason is, but the market has changed and not everyone in the marketplace is going to be able to survive. So first of all, our goal is to survive. Our goal is to be one of the last businesses standing and we have to figure out a way to hold on from now until then, because the longer we can hang on, the better uh, of a result that we will get when the market turns around and, um, and our, our market either expands or grows or returns to some measure of where it was before. So what you do is you take your competitors, you list them all down, you then start deciding, okay, what makes this competitor better than this competitor? What makes both of these competitors better than us? Do they offer a better customer experience? Do they have better pricing? Do they have a better product or service that, um, you know, is superior to ours? And so, you know, if there are, and then, you know, because I'm a bit of a math guy, a bit of a math nerd, um, you know, if there are 10 companies in the marketplace providing a solution, but there are only eight customers, which businesses are going to get those eight customers and which ones are not? Because that's kind of what's going on in the background. So then you say to yourself, okay, these two for sure, uh, they're not going to survive. We just, we know, you know, we've heard rumblings. Um, if you keep an ear to the ground and you know your competition, you'll probably be aware of, you know, which, which companies just straight up, they're just not going to make it. And so you knock those guys off the list and you say, okay, we just have to wait them out. Now there's only eight customers and there's eight people in the market. All things being equal, we should all get one customer. However, that's not how it works. Marketplaces uh, are driven by the leaders in a market and then everyone else gets the scraps. And so you say, okay, there's eight customers in the marketplace. There are eight providers or businesses that provide that solution. But the top business is probably going to get five of those customers. And the other seven businesses are only going to get three. And then this is where the real work begins. Why is that first business going to get five and which businesses are going to get the other three? And uh, so then you just sort of keep going through this exercise until you have figured out what it's going to take for your business to ultimately be the last business standing. And for those of you 
that have never been through this moment or have never heard a philosophy like this, uh, it does merit some, some thought. Because what happens is you end up having to immediately address your ego and your pride. And most entrepreneurs have some measure of an A-type personality and they, and they drink their own Kool-Aid and they believe their own BS. And, uh, and I know that because I am one and I suffer from all of those things, no matter how hard I try not to. It's, it's just part of who I am. But when you get into these tough moments and you start having a conversation like the one we're having now, all of a sudden you're forced to say, okay, I kind of got to put my ego aside. I got to put my pride aside and I got to understand what are we actually really good at? What could we totally deliver on for sure a hundred percent of the time? And then let's work from that. And then as you identify within your competition, the other things that they are doing better, you then have to decide and figure out how can we do it better than them? Now, in some marketplaces, it, it's a pricing issue. But price is a funny thing because people will pay what something is worth. And so if it's a pricing issue, then you have to be selective about the kind of customers you're going to take. And so you can't just take every customer. You want to take the profitable customers. And so you have to say to yourself, okay, if there's only a handful, you know, there's in our example, there's only eight customers, but there are eight companies providing a solution and we know that not every company is going to get one of those customers what do we need to do to get the most how do we get the five or how do we get the six customers that are available what do we need to do and it's not always going to be pricing a lot of times it's going to be the additional value that gets provided either through the experience through um, some of the ancillary services or products that your business might be offering to to, you know, on an apples to apples comparison, when people are lining up uh, your business against the other businesses, yours clearly becomes the winner. Or you have a reputation or brand or goodwill that you are able to continue to foster and grow through uh, keeping your customers informed, chatting with them on a regular basis or interacting with them on a regular basis and making sure that you're not bothering them. But every time that you interact with them, you're providing them with real value. And this is a philosophy that I have seen work, and it, it just sort of, because it's part of my playbook, uh, and I know it works, I felt, uh, because of what I'm going through with, with one business in particular right now, I just thought it was worth sharing with some other entrepreneurs that might be finding themselves in that spot where, you know, they're not prepared to close their doors. Maybe business isn't going quite the way they wanted it to. Maybe they're in a tough marketplace. And certainly the first reaction that an entrepreneur has to that is to just simply freak out and to batten down the hatches and to start cutting costs. And certainly there's a moment and a time for that. When, when business gets tough, you, you definitely have to make uh, prudent financial decisions and make sure that every single person and resource is contributing to your bottom line. I think I've talked about that on other podcast episodes. But once you've cut costs, you, you won't be profitable. You won't be profitable and you won't grow by continuing to cut your expenses. At some point, you do have to figure out how to grow your top line. So now all we're talking about is how do we grow it properly? How do we grow it intentionally? How do we not grow it accidentally? And when the market gets tough and you feel like the, the walls are closing in, you then have to go through the exercise of saying, who's our competition? Who for sure is not going to make it? And hopefully your business isn't in that bucket. Um, but if it is, that's fine. Just identify within the other competitors what they do better than you. And then now you get to work every single day, making sure you are better than them. Because let's face it, you don't have any downside to doing this. Your downside uh, really is that you don't get any further ahead than you are right now. But your upside 
If any of those things that you identify in your competitors, you're able to bring into your business and you're able to deliver on, your upside is limitless. You can now go from being, you know, somewhere in the pack to somewhere in the front of the pack. And then if you can, you know, one customer at a time, one relationship at a time, one day at a time, continue to build the ground beneath your feet, you might end up finding that you're the leader in that particular marketplace. And now not only are you fighting, now you're not fighting for the scraps that are left over from the market leader. Your business is now providing scraps to the rest of the competitors. And so it is a mindset. There's no question about it. It's very difficult to wake up in the morning and be um, as excited about what I'm talking about as as I've shared it, because I know um, it's easy to hear someone like me talk about it. It's easy to hear other people talk about it. But hey, Dylan, you're not the one that's got to do the work. So I I understand that. But I also understand that if you're serious about fixing your business, growing it, getting out of the spot that you're in, trying to find opportunities, that you will, uh, if you hear something that makes sense, that you'll do something with it. And so part of my playbook is a strategy of of understanding what it would take to be the last business standing in the marketplace. If there were 10 customers last month, there's eight customers this month, there's going to be five customers next month. How do you make sure that until there are no customers that your business is winning the majority of the business that is out there to be done? And it's a process, doesn't happen overnight, you have to be committed to it. But much like compound interest, if every single day you're willing to make a little deposit into this type of a philosophy, over time, it starts to produce a very real return. And it it's like a flywheel because once it starts turning, it's really hard to make it stop turning because all of a sudden you're doing things you haven't done before. You are paying attention to feedback loops and indicators that you weren't paying attention to before as an entrepreneur. And quite frankly, you're going to have a new energy and a new excitement and a new interest in what it is that your business is doing. And I, and maybe this is part of my playbook because by nature, I'm not a very competitive individual. It's just not part of it's not part of how I'm wired, um, but I am wired to do things that make sense and do things that are logical. And so this type of philosophy has worked well for me because it kind of makes sense that if your business isn't working, fundamentally in the marketplace, the product or the service that your business provides, the solution to the problem that the market has, your business provides, and the chances are those problems are still going to continue to exist whether your business does or not. So if the problem exists in the marketplace and will continue to exist in the marketplace, not everybody's going to be able to provide the solution. So what would it take for your business to be the last business standing in the marketplace providing that solution? And if you can have that type of mindset, whether you are a competitive individual or not, it provides you with a North Star, Northern Star, a North Star that you can look at every single day to gauge your activities. And then if you you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, now you can start to layer in some of the other strategies and some of the other tactics to make sure that you are building a profitable and valuable business, which ultimately is what all of us entrepreneurs are trying to do. We're certainly trying to make a buck, but it's more than that. We're trying to build meaningful businesses that um, um, are interesting to each of us in our own ways that provide uh, fulfillment, either by working with other people by bringing real value to the marketplace. So um, being able to put these tactics and these strategies um, into play uh, helps you do that. And not every entrepreneur thinks this way. Remember the statistics. 50% of businesses will fail 
will have failed by their fifth year. So arguably, in your marketplace right now, there are companies that are going to fall victim to that statistic. Maybe your business is about to fall victim to that statistic, but it doesn't have to be that way. My thesis is that if entrepreneurs had more practical advice and more practical tools that they could use to understand why their businesses aren't doing what they want their business to do, that that failure rate wouldn't be 50%. But I can't change the market and help every entrepreneur that's out there. All I can do is one entrepreneur at a time, Make I can make these small deposits into their life through this podcast and hopefully these strategies that that I talk about and these tactics that I know uh, I have used and, and worked ultimately help uh, some entrepreneur that's able to beat, beat the odds and beat the statistics. So that's it. That's my speak piece for this week. I appreciate you tuning in and listening to it. If you did find some value, maybe let another entrepreneur know about it, maybe share it, maybe like it, maybe give it a rating or a review because every time you do that, It uh, finds its way in front of other individuals that fit kind of the same category as you. It's got all these algorithms and how these interweb thingies work. So uh, if you could do that, that would be really great. And again, I'm in the business of helping entrepreneurs fix, fund, and grow their business. So if you don't have a BridgeCap account as an entrepreneur, you should have one. Go to bridgecap.ca, create an account for yourself. But if you just want to chat and ask questions, reach out to me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. Happy to chat with you. Um, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of, I think, most of the time. Certainly easy to find. And uh, if there's something I can do, would love to. So thanks for tuning in. And I sure hope that you download next week's episode as well.